a little bit rowdy this morning, aren't you? Look, may I direct your attention to the back of the church? <laughs> you want to come up and have the morning prayer? <laughs> No wonder, no wonder he got promoted to being a principal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> in all honesty, look, I hate this morning. I, I, I was not able to be in the back. Y'all know how much I love Christmas and how I love the ho-ho-ho on the day before Christmas. But, Steve, you've outdone me, and I bow in the presence <laughs> of excellence, sir. But Steve will lead us in prayer. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day, and we just thank you for the privilege that you give us to come to your house and worship, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord, that we're here on this Christmas Eve, knowing that tomorrow we'll be celebrating the birth of Jesus. Lord, we just thank you and praise you for this wonderful gift that you've given us, a gift that you willingly sacrificed for our sins, Lord. And we just praise you, and we just thank you for that. And Lord, we just pray that you'll be with each one of us during the Christmas season. Give us the peace and joy in our hearts and in our minds and our souls that only you can give. These things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Steve, so much. Um, Look, we will not have any services tonight, and the only service this week will be the choir. The adult choir will practice Wednesday night at 6.30. So everything else as we normally do the week of Christmas, please, please spend as much time as you can with your family. Uh, also, just some some dates to remember. Uh, next Sunday at the during the eleven o'clock service, we've had uh, uh, at least three babies born in the last couple of weeks, and we want to have a child dedication service. So we will do that next Sunday at eleven o'clock. And if you have a child that you haven't dedicated yet that you'd like to uh, dedicate, please, please uh, let let me know or Fran know, and we will get you in uh, on that dedication next Sunday, again at the 11 o'clock service. And for the Baptist men, uh, traditionally our Baptist Men's Day is the third Sunday in uh, in January, and it will be Sunday, January the 21st, and they'll begin practicing on Tuesday night, January the 2nd at 7 o'clock here in the sanctuary. All the other practices will be done on Monday nights at 7. And also, please, please make a note of this. The first Sunday in January, uh, Larry Beaver, a candidate for the interim pastor, will be delivering the morning messages at both the 8.30 and the 11 o'clock service. Please remember him in prayer. Remember our church in prayer. And, and uh, if after he comes and preaches, if you have any comments or concerns, you can address them to the pastor search committee. They will be glad to hear from you. Um, as... Well, we've received thank you cards and a couple of Christmas cards uh, from Linwood and Fran Clayton, from Corey Wall and his mom Pam, from the Jay Dagenhart family, and also Ricky Wren uh, sent us a card uh, expressing his appreciation for all the prayers and the love and support that was given not only to Joyce but also to him. Um, and Ricky, we're glad to see you here today, and God bless you and keep you in, in his care. Uh, this morning, probably many of you, if not all of you, have not already heard that Doyen Duncan died this morning about 5.30. So please remember uh, Gene and the girls in prayer. Uh, others that we want to remember in prayer, uh, let me make some corrections and give you some additions. Uh, Edna Blalock, uh, Glenn's mother, has gone home from Person Memorial. Franklin Briggs, who was first carried to uh, Person Memorial, was then transferred to Duke. So Franklin is actually at Duke Hospital. Please remember Ian Perrier, who will have surgery, if I got the right day, on Wednesday. At, on Thursday? Okay, I'm sorry. Change that from Wednesday to Thursday, but please be in prayer for him. Uh, Liam Clayton, I believe, has come home from, from Duke. Uh, and please add Mary Alice Clayton. Mary Alice was admitted uh, was admitted on Friday. 
Uh, Sam Brandon is at Duke Regional Hospital. Please continue to remember uh, Shorty Clayton and the Roxborough Nursing Center and Rehab, Thelma Clayton in Cambridge, Joe Lee in Salisbury, and remember the nine-year-old boy Keegan Long who is in the Burn Center at Chapel Hill. Kim Robertson was uh, there overnight, but Kim has come home also. Uh, we want to congratulate Tyson and Josh Atkins. Uh, Tyson gave birth on Monday to an eight-pound boy that they've named James Oakley Atkins. They are back at home. Uh, there were a number of folks that were in the hospital this past week that are back at home. Nick Fox had eye surgery. Helen Bose was in the emergency room one night at uh, Duke Regional. Helen Hackler had a heart catheterization done. Uh, this week. Uh, Corky Long was in Duke. Raymond Wallen was in Duke. Uh, please remember Sonia Vaughn as she continues radiation treatment and Joan Bowes in Virginia uh, as she takes chemotherapy. Uh, please also remember Ollie Parnell who had surgery week before last. Uh, others at home, Varys Carver, Elma Clayton. Please remember Mrs. Clayton at home um, continue to pray for Linwood, although he is here. G.H. Clayton, Ricky Dixon, Charlene Gentry, Felix and Susan Gentry, Cotton Eye Gentry, Reverend Brian Hager and Donald Wilson, uh, Larry Honeycutt at home, uh, Brenda Stegall, Willie Alma Suit, Jackie Westbrook, Pam Wren, Rocky Stewart and Matthew Thornburg, Denny Wren, Texie Wren, Bill Suit, uh, Colin White and Donna Wilburn. Uh, Mrs. Lois Gates died uh, early Friday morning. Her funeral was yesterday. That was uh, Linda Sherman and Dana Clayton's mother. She was in Roxburgh Nursing Center. Please remember the two families that were killed in the uh, wreck um, this past week on 501. The Wendy Roy Croft family, her funeral was yesterday. Charlie Stone also died as a result of that accident. His visitation will be Tuesday night from 6 until 8.30 at Timberlake Baptist Church, and the funeral will be Wednesday at 1 o'clock at Timberlake Baptist Church also. And when we get uh, the information on Doyen's funeral, we will certainly, certainly let you know. So many folks need our prayers right now, and thank you for being praying people. And so let's join together as we pray. Heavenly Father, God, we're thankful for your faithfulness. We're thankful that even though we don't know what a day or a week holds, you do. And I just thank you, Father, that we have a Savior who has conquered death. And we thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, to comfort hearts that are grieving God, we just lift up in these moments people that will face Christmas with a sadness in their heart. But yet, Father, we thank you for the story of your son who came to this earth so that we can know you and know your love and live eternally with you. Father, we pray for others that are in hospitals and nursing centers. God, we pray for the many that are at home that you would just strengthen them and be by their sides. Thank you, Lord, for the love and care of families and caregivers, Lord. And thank you for the doctors and nurses. Thank you for praying churches, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your presence. Again, we ask that you would bless all of these folks that we've mentioned, whether it was by name or listed on the list are the ones in our hearts right now that we are lifting up to you silently. God, please bless them all. And as we pray together, we remember again the prayer that your son taught his disciples to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And our verse for the month of December has been Luke chapter 2, verse 10. Let's read this together. 
And the angel said to them, Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which will come to all the people. The snow two weeks ago kind of offset our schedule, and we were supposed to vote on the 2018 budget after a Wednesday night of discussion. And so at this time, I'm going to ask our deacons to come forward. This past Wednesday night, we had a time of discussion for the 2018 uh, budget. If you did not receive one of those, they're still up here at the front, and you're welcome to get them. Um, but we prayerfully ask you to vote um, and approve this budget so that the church can continue to move forward. Okay, so they're going to pass out the blank ball ballots, get you to vote, and then they'll come back and receive them, okay? And so uh, let's have a word of prayer, though. Tracy, we're not going to let you off this morning. You go ahead and pray for this, okay? It's very simple, yes or no. Yes, I approve the budget. No, I do not approve the budget. They'll take up the ballots now, okay?
Thank you guys so much. Thank you all for voting. There was no Russian collusion in this vote, okay? I just want you all to know that. <laughs> Invite our children to come down to the front for our children's moment. Good morning. Join us now as we sing Heart the Herald Angels Sing, hymn 192, and we're only going to sing the first verse. So if everyone would please stand.
Thank you for your faithfulness to the Lord and your offerings and tithes given unto him through this church. Linwood, you've had a lot of weeks off. How about you say the prayer for us now? Okay, we're glad you're back. Amen.
Thank you, ladies, so much. Thank you, thank you. Pray with me before we read these verses of Scripture. Father, I'm sure that most of us in this sanctuary are very tired getting everything prepared for Christmas and everything that involves evolves around Christmas, Father, is, is so tiresome sometimes. But help us never to miss the main point, and that is that you love your creation so much that in a way that we could see and feel and touch and know that you love us, you sent your very own son, and he became a baby, a young man, a teenager, a young adult, and he lived here on this earth. Take us back through the word of God to those moments when he lived, and especially this morning after he was born, carry us back to those moments, and may we learn a very valuable lesson that our Savior is worthy of worship, and he is worthy of our giving our all to him. Father, please be in this place. Please speak through your word. Give us receptive hearts. And may your son be lifted high. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know this story, but let me read it to you again. Matthew chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will govern my people Israel. Then Herod summons the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I may come and worship him. When they had heard the king, they went their way, and lo, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came to rest over the place where the child was." When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy, and going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. I actually had this sermon prepared for the 10th when we had snow. And I I wanted to just share with you, I I stayed home that morning, um, of course, and I was watching preaching on TV. And and as you know, Adrian Rogers, who is is dead, who died several years ago, uh, they were showing some of his sermons on uh, on the TV. And lo and behold, he was preaching on this passage of Scripture. And I want to give you three things that he pointed out. The ministry of the Holy Spirit drawing these wise men to Christ. Secondly, the message of Scripture declaring where Christ could be found. And thirdly, the miracle of the star that led them to where Jesus was. And it was a powerful sermon. I would pray that this sermon this morning you're about to hear will be as powerful as that, okay? But there are two moments in the week's prior to the 10th that encouraged me to reread and study and prepare a message on the wise men, the Magi, being led to the king of the Jews in verse 2, Jesus. And then in verse 12, they fell down and worshipped him. And in verse 11, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. 
And I've never thought about this. All of us probably over the years have had a gift list, if not for ourselves, for those that we love. But you know what? I've never really thought about putting Jesus on my gift list. And again, let me tell you the two things that kind of inspired me, encouraged me to go back and reread this story. Ella, our granddaughter, had made a Christmas list this year, and her mother brought it and let Debbie and I see it. It's one of the most unusual lists I've ever seen. It had three columns. One column was from, for gifts that she wanted her mother to give her. Another column, gifts that she wanted Santa Claus to give her. And the third column was gifts that she wanted Mimi and Granddaddy to give her. And she had the prices by each one of these articles. <laughs> and, I mean, she had really done some research into this. Well, that was before the KIPP program on December the 3rd. And although I've seen that program over the years as the children have come into the group, um, and it's such a beautiful program, but the thing that touched me most that Sunday was the song of the drummer boy. You remember that song? What can I give him? And here's, here's part of the lyrics. What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring him a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what can I give him? Give him my heart. Think for just a moment. It is our nature as human beings to want to be given gifts. And I'm right in there with you. Not only as a child at Christmas, but as adults, year-round we want to receive. We like stuff. And probably we've got too much stuff to be quite honest with you. But have we ever thought about giving Jesus our heart? And I ask you and I ask myself, what will we give Jesus this Christmas season? Is Jesus on our Christmas list? And of course, we know, we know he's got all there is. But what he wants is our worship our hearts, our witness, our following him in obedience, will we give those things to the Lord Jesus Christ? In what a powerful time of the year to consider all these things. Listen to the simple and beautiful story again of these wise men. Not all Bible scholars agree on the timing of the arrival of the wise men. So often, and we've got the the blow-up manger scene at our house that has the, has the wise men coming uh, to the manger. And I'm not trying to argue any of this, but it seems that probably sometimes after the birth of Jesus, Mary and Joseph and Jesus are still in Bethlehem. But now, according to verse 11, they are in a house, not a manger, and Jesus is called a child in verses 9 and 10, a Greek word that is different than the word for the babe lying in the manger and swallowing clothes. But here's the point. Wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. Now, folks, I want to tell you, this was a strange, strange event. Why were these men from a different part of the world, some speculate that it was from the area of Babylon, that these wise men came. And in verse, in verse 2, they say, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? They have traveled to come to see whom they have led, been led to believe is a new king. Who were these wise men or magi? These men are Gentiles. And this is an important point. You remember that God has loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son. It was not for just the Jewish nation. It was not just for a small group of individuals that Jesus came. He came for the world. In John chapter 4, verse 42, and let me read this verse to you. 
You remember the story. This is the woman at the well who has come to faith in Christ. And she has gone back to her village. And she has shared with them that she believes she's found the Messiah. And they go out to Jesus. And they come to the same conclusion. And listen to what they say. They said to the woman, it is no longer because of your words that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is indeed, and look at this next phrase, the Savior of the world. God was trying to speak through these wise men being led to find Jesus. But again, who were these men? Wise men or magi referred to a group of scientists or scholars of that day who studied the stars. And folks, God gave them a special sign, a miraculous star that announced the birth of the king. Remember again Psalms 19 verse 1. The heavens are telling the glory of God and the firmament proclaims his handiwork. How many of us, before coming to faith in Jesus Christ, as we looked at the world around us, we knew that there was a God? Because none of this can happen by self. It is an intentional act of God to create. And the creation itself declares God. And these wise men were convinced that this miraculous star was announcing the birth of a king. And also in this passage of Scripture, the Word of God is affirmed. The wise men asked, where would this king, where would the Christ be born? And of course, Matthew records Micah 5.2. And let's read that verse again. But you, O Bethlehem of Ephrathah, who are little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth from me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose origin is of old from ancient days. And folks, here's the point I'm trying to say with that. God had a plan. Way back before creation, God had a plan in eternity. And he had all of this lined up, knowing that you and I would choose to rebel and sin against him. He had a plan that that he would send his son. And all of this, this story is affirming that God's plan was being carried out. And so the wise men, after being told by the chief priest and scribes that the Messiah, the Christ, would be born in Bethlehem, they continued to Bethlehem. And as we read from the story, the star continues before them till it comes to rest of the place where the child was, In verse 9, in verse 10, when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Folks, listen. If we've lost the joy of knowing Jesus Christ as our Savior, we need to put Jesus back on the gift list. If, If we don't have a joy in our heart that we know the Savior of the world and the King of kings and the Lord of lords, then we need to get on our knees and thank him again for coming for us. But there's a question we need to ask. Why did God reveal to them who this child was? That he is the King of the Jews and the Savior of the world. Well, I think the story gives the answer. After these men came to know who this baby was. They fell down and worshipped him. Now again, folks, look, just think about the power of what they did. They were convinced that this baby would change the world. And they wanted to express their worship to him. And so they offer gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. But folks, As beautiful as that story is, there's another side to this story. And as you read the Gospels, as you read the New Testament, you see a very important fact that Jesus is accepted by some, but he is rejected by many. Listen to the response of Herod when the wise men came first to him. And just think about this for just a second. If if a group of, of strangers came into town, 
We're not told how many wise men there were. We're not told how big the caravan was. But just think about the uproar in Bethlehem. We got some foreigners in our land. These are strange-looking characters. These are, these are strange people. They say that they're following a star. And when they approach Herod and say, where is he who is born king of the Jews? Because we've seen his star and we've come to worship him. Listen to verse 3. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. Folks, Herod was a madman. And he would not allow anyone, even within his own family, to threaten his kingship. And if you think this is not a serious threat, let me read to you in the same chapter, verse, chapter 2, verses 13 to 16. Look at these verses. And folks, if you want to wake up to the reality of how Herod rejected the possibility of a new, birth, a new king, listen to these verses. And when they had departed, the wise men... When they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there till I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of the Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet out of Egypt I have called my son. But now, folks, listen to this. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, was in a furious rage, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and all in that region who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. Let me stop there for just a second. And I hate to be so blunt in this, But think about every child, every male child in Bethlehem under two years old being slain by a king who was jealous that a new king might threaten his throne. Folks, it was a horrible time, and those children were slain. And folks, not only was Herod troubled, but in verse 3 it says, all Jerusalem with him. Folks, when the caravan of the wise men reached Jerusalem, surely the rumor mill began and the nosy people got busy and they were saying, who are these foreigners? Where did they come from? Why are they here? And folks, when they inquire of Herod about where the Christ would be born, Herod gets the chief priest and the scribes and they they tell Herod the promise of the scripture in Micah 5, 2 that we've already read. Now think about this for just a second. Here's Herod that wants to kill the child, and here's the chief priest and, and, the, and the chief religious rulers who know where the Christ child would be born, but they would not leave Jerusalem to go see the Messiah or worship him. Warren Wiersbe says that Bethlehem is only about five miles from Jerusalem. These religious leaders are five miles away from the very Son of God that had been promised in Scripture but would not go to see him. But these Gentiles who had saw his star found him, but the Jews didn't. Here's a lesson I think that's very important. The wise men were seeking the king And they found him. Herod, an earthly king, was opposing the king and sought to kill him. And the chief priests and scribes ignored him and would not go to worship him. We need to ask ourselves a question. What group describes us? I love that bumper sticker that says, Wise men still seek him. When we seek Jesus we will find him. Are we wise men and women and teenagers and young people? Are we seeking Jesus? Or are we like Herod? Are we in opposition to Jesus? 
Are we opposing the work of Jesus in our lives? And yes, we know that after the mar, we'll go back to our normal routine. We'll probably not hear any more sermons on the birth of Jesus until next year. So does it really matter? Yes, it does. In the birth of that child, whether we receive him as king or just say, that's a beautiful story, let's move on. And I ask you, are you in opposition to Jesus? Are you opposing his work in your life, in my life, even as Christians? Are we opposing the work of Jesus in the life of this church? Are we seeking his will? Are we like the religious leaders who are ignoring him? Folks, some of the most dreaded words I think that Jesus ever spoke are in Matthew 7, 23, where he said, I never knew you. Depart from me, you evildoers. When we stand before the Lord Jesus Christ, not as a baby born in a manger, not as a young child in Bethlehem and then in Nazareth, will we say that we not only believe that you were the Christ child in the manger and the Christ child being prepared for the mission, can we say to the Lord through the word of God we stood kneeling at the cross, believing that your shed blood cleanses us from sin? Will we say through the scripture we believe in the empty tomb, that you conquered death, that your death was for all mankind and for the sin of all mankind? Well, we say that through the scripture, we believe that he's coming back again. And folks, here's such a powerful thing to me. God made all those promises in the Old Testament, and he fulfilled every single one of them in the coming of his son. And God has made all these promises in his word, through his spokesman, especially in the New Testament, that Jesus Christ is coming back again. But which group are we in? Are we seeking the Christ? Are we in opposition to the Christ? Are we ignoring the Christ? But back to the story. and Back to where we began. Is Jesus on our gift list? Our nature is to want to receive, but God's nature is to give. And he gave his son. For God so loved the world that he gave his son. Jesus' nature is to give. He gave himself on Calvary to show us the love that God has for us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And the Holy Spirit wants to give you and I a closer walk with our Lord. He wants you and I to be filled with the Spirit of God in such a way that our lives radiate Christ in our day-to-day living. So I ask you, as I ask myself this morning, what is our gift to Christ this year at Christmas? If you do not yet believe in Jesus as Savior, I would encourage you to confess and acknowledge your sin to him And believe that he came to save. Jesus said, I came to seek and to save the lost. Would you give your heart to him to be cleansed of sin and become a new creation in Christ? And he can do it. And as believers, would we allow Would this be our gift to Christ? Would we allow him to rule our hearts? Would we give him every day of our lives? Would we give our hearts to him to be filled with his Christ-like compassion? Would we give our minds to him to be filled with the word of God? Would we give our lips and our mouths to be used to witness, to encourage, and direct others? to Christ? Would we give our eyes to him so that we can see the lostness of the world around us? 
And would we give our hands and our feet to reach out and serve others in Jesus' name? What is our gift to him? I remember the words of that old hymn, I gave, I gave my life for thee. What hast thou given for me? May Jesus be on our Christmas list. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for the story of the wise men. Lord, we know that to your son, who has all of creation, those gifts were small, but yet they came from hearts filled with joy and hearts that were worshiping you. And God, I pray that we will give ourselves to you. God, I pray that as Christians, if we have, if we have lost our way, if we've gotten off the path of following you with our whole heart, that, God, we might make a renewal of our commitment to you and to serve you. God, thank you that the birth of your son has changed the world. And thank you that his death on the cross has changed our hearts and our lives, we who are believers. God, keep us close to you. Fill our hearts with joy. And God, may we worship you and give ourselves to you afresh and anew this Christmas season. And Father, I pray that if there be those here that have not yet responded to your love, it's so hard for us to recognize and admit that we are sinners in need of a Savior. But God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would do what none of us can do, and that is you would convict of sin. But as you convict of sin, thank you that you always shed the light upon the Son of God and his death on the cross. God, please help those without Christ to receive him, be born into the kingdom of God. And help us this Christmas season that we will give ourselves to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our hymn this morning is number 199. O come, all you faithful, let us stand as we sing.
desire to join our church. Is there a motion we receive in the Jesus Christ? Motion. All in favor, would you let me know about the Bobby, God bless you, sir. I just appreciate you saying. Bobby's been so faithful in telling me. I'll be honest with you, I thought you were a church member. <laughs> but you see, you see, and, and I think there's a very important lesson for us. Christ speaks to us. Wherever we are, whatever time and stage in our life, we can respond to him. But I think it is important. It does, but joining our church doesn't save any of us. Trusting Christ does. But I think being a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ it's what's so important. Coming before a congregation and saying, I just want you to know that I've trusted Christ and I'm following him. But we're glad to have you as a church member. Amen. Uh, and, and, and of course, I think everybody probably knows his wife, his youngest daughter, Wanda. But his wife, please come and, and just uh, encourage Bobby, shake his hand, let him know that he's glad. Bobby, on behalf of the church, we are we thank the Lord for, for your professional faith. Let's, let's stand for our benediction. Father, we thank you that, that your love is unfailing. That you are reaching out every day to our world saying, I love you and I gave myself for you. And God, help us. Help us to respond back to you as Christians. Help us to respond most especially to people that have not yet come to faith in Christ. And God, I pray that if there's someone here that has not yet trusted Christ, that God, a seed has been planted not only by the Word of God, but by Bobby's coming today to just profess his faith in Christ. That it is real, that you are the Savior of the world. You are the Son of God. And God, just help us that this Christmas season we'll thank you once again. You are so worthy of our praise for loving us so much that your Son came. And Lord, may we truly, in all the joy and being together with family and the giving of gifts, God, may our focus remain centered.